when you ignore things, you're teaching them too. Like you're teaching by default when you ignore things or don't address things. So the question is, do you want to teach it intentionally or do you want to teach it by default? Confident Teens podcast, where we talk about life and leadership with teens and their parents. I'm Rachel, and today I am so excited to have Rosemary Groner joining me. Also known as the Busy Budgeter, Rosemary in her former life was a frazzled, stressed out, exhausted state trooper who decided to take action to change her life. And not only has she changed her life, she has helped thousands of other people change their own lives. She has been featured on Country Living, Entrepreneur, Forbes, Fox Business, and Rockstar Finance, and has taught over 18 million people how to budget and save money, even if they're a total hot mess. She teaches how to get the best results with the least amount of effort and specializes in the toughest cases of chronic disorganization. Welcome to the podcast, Rosemary. I am so excited to be here. This is a great topic, and it's one that I'm super, super passionate about. Yeah. Um, so you didn't know me from Adam a couple weeks ago when I reached out to you and asked you to be on my show, but you graciously agreed to come hang out. And it's kind of a weird dynamic because I feel like I've known you forever because you're kind of like... <laughs> You're kind of like a kindred spirit to me. We both run in the same circles in the finance space, um, but we've never, we've never even met. We have um, not. This yeah. is our first meeting. So I'm so happy. You're like one of my, probably one of the. I've done about a hundred. You're probably one of the ones I'm most excited to been to, to, to talk to. That makes me so happy. I love uh, it. That's great. Um, and I'm flying solo today because Jenna had some confusion with her schedule. A lot of you know she's a junior in high school this year, but she's full-time dual enrolled at the university here. And last semester she was all online, and this semester she's got some in-person classes. And so she has to actually go to an actual class at a certain time. And yesterday was the first day of her of the semester, and she thought one of her classes was just the Thursday class. And then a couple of days ago, she's like, Mom, I don't think I can do the podcast. Um, I got another schedule, and it's showing Tuesday and Thursday. And so I had to explain college class times, you know, you – you meet different amounts of times per week. Sometimes it's three times a week. Sometimes it's two times a week. Sometimes it's once a week. But yeah. it all adds up to about two and a half to three hours. And if you get a class and it just you just have one and it's only like an hour, an hour and a half, then then you need to something's not right. You got to figure oh out. Oh my what, gosh! Yeah. She she didn't know that TR meant Thursday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday. She thought it meant <laughs> Thursday. So. Um, <laughs> So, you oh. know, as our kids transition to adulthood, sometimes we don't realize what they don't know, like what no. we're supposed to teach them. And 100%. so that's what I, I know. That's what I that's why I'm like, I need to get Rosemary on here to help us talk about how can we um, transition our kids to adulthood without them becoming hot messes. Yeah. Um, this, so this is actually funny because we have spent the last several months developing a course called Life Skills for Kids that's coming out really shortly. But the concept is the same as I started teaching um, basically how to work with your unique personality. Because the one thing that I saw that unified people who would kind of identify as a hot mess are 
that we tend to lack willpower and we're usually impulsive. Like those are the two things that kind of, you know, there's different levels of overwhelm, but our worst cases always have those two things that they're struggling with. And so the idea was, you know, we have so many readers with ADHD or fibromyalgia, or there's reasons why they struggle. But if we were to take these people and get them when we, when they were kids, what would we teach them so that they could avoid all of the hardships that, that we had, right? Like right. What, what can we teach kids that'll make it so that they can be successful earlier than maybe we were, they didn't have to go through the hard times. Yeah. So this is such a cool, a fascinating topic to me and I can't wait to dive into it. I've got all sorts of lists. I spent the last 30 minutes going, oh, I have so much to talk about. Like I have to tell her all of these things. <laughs> we might have to do a several partner. I don't know. I don't know how really? much time we have. Um, so, you know, like even, I think even if kids have parents who are organized, they don't necessarily learn everything they need to know by osmosis. And sometimes we don't teach them the stuff oh. that we we don't know what we're oh yeah this needs to be a lesson yeah a hundred percent i think it's either personality based or it, so like either the parents are organized and the kid just has a has kind of a tough personality for that or it's that the parents parents never taught them like i right. got really lucky with a mom that did all of the things but that meant that i never learned anything because she kind of did everything for me yeah so what was your family life like growing up so I was really, really lucky in that my parents loved each other a lot. And I had what I would call like an idyllic life growing up. I had a fantastic family who loved me. Um, but I lived in a world where I was probably doted on a lot. Like I never really had to do chores. Like I never, I mean, my mom is the ultimate caretaker, but I literally never had to do anything. She, she cleaned my room for me. She she made me all of the food. And it's so funny because it's like when I grew up, like that was my idea of mothering. Like I wanted to do the same thing for my kids because I had such a great growing up. But the problem with that sort of growing up was that when I left for college, I had amazing self-esteem. But man, I could not do life. I was late to literally everything. I was flunking out of college classes because I was like, they just want too much. Like I didn't know how to do laundry. I couldn't, I couldn't meal prep. Like my apartment was always a mess. So it caused so much difficulties in other areas of my life that it was like, I suspect my self-esteem came from that sort of upbringing, but man, the rest of it was a pretty heavy trade-off. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of times as parents, we think we're loving our kids because we're doing all this stuff for them. I'm always telling my kids, I'm like, from the time they were little, I've, I've told them, I want my future daughter-in-laws and sons-in-laws to love me. You are cleaning your room. <laughs> like yeah. you are learning that skill early. Um, cause, cause yeah. I don't want them to grow up and get married and their spouse to be like, why didn't your mom teach you anything? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So do you, so your parents were pretty organized? My dad was very organized. My mom, I think wanted to be, but she had a similar personality to me. So I think she really struggled with it. Um, my house growing up was always covered in clutter. So it's not, she was great at cooking. She was great at meal planning. 
but there was just things on every single surface of the house. And right. when I grew up and got married to my own little clean freak, Mr. Groner, I assumed that everyone lived like me. There was just going to be things on every surface of the house. And that was not the case when we got married. And so it was a real struggle because my mom actually had skills. Like she could do laundry, she could meal plan. I had no skills and I was a clutter bug. So right. not, a, not a good transition. So a lot of the stuff that you learned, like your story is similar to mine. And like uh, a lot of the t things that we figured out, we've, we figured out the hard way. Like, yeah. like, like we went through a business failure and spent years digging out. We, we were $50,000 in debt, making 30,000 a year. So yeah. we spent years digging out. So like you, I was broke sitting around reading finance books I got from the library, trying to figure out, you know, oh, the highlight of the month, we got the paycheck and we've paid all the bills and five months later, now I got to wait for the rest of the month to go by. Yeah. Um, so I figured, I'd already figured out a lot of the core stuff that you teach, you know, I've always had dishes, laundry as core routines. We've had, a, you know, we've always had a stock room from, um, we, we built a house out in the woods 12, 15 years ago. Um, so we lived in our travel trailer for four years with six of us. So we learned the stock room concept because we had oh, a, yeah. a shipping container. So we had a little store out there. Um, oh, that's awesome. So, so it was a big deal when we moved into the house and got a fridge because we just had the tiny RV fridge for all oh, those years. Oh, yeah. It's like, we can have pickles and more than one type of salad dressing. Oh, my God, um, I love it. So I think some of that stuff I just figured out through the hard, the hard way. Um, and some of it I learned from, from watching my parents. But, you know... I think, man, if we could just teach this stuff earlier, think of all the, like the stress, the money struggles, you know, the, um, just the relationship, like, like we're doing this, not just for ourselves and our kids, but our future grandkids. Like yeah. if we can keep people's kids from all the f marital stress, you know, we have a better chance of their marriages surviving their, their children thriving and having a strong family um to grow up in so how can we help our preteens teens now to build good foundations my my first thought would be get yourself straightened out first yes <laughs> um. <laughs> so important yes they learn by watching you so much and we we teach this all the time like where people are like well i don't want to i don't want to screw my kids up what if i teach them the wrong way like when you ignore things you're teaching them too like you're teaching by default when you ignore things or don't address things so the question is do you want to teach it intentionally or do you want to teach it by default right and and i know a lot of people might say well i don't have time for that i'm already overwhelmed um but if you get yourself straightened out it is going to free up so much of your time like if you do what rosemary teaches um it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit maybe more time consuming than you're spending now taking care of your house. But in the long run, you gain back years of time. And the other right? cool thing is that really teens are essentially like employees. <laughs> Because in order for you to teach them what they need to know, it also removes things off of your plate. So it's like you're kind of winning both ways. So I've got a 10 year old and a six year old now, and it's a little bit harder when you start them on chores and things like that older. 
but even just teaching like laundry dishes and schedule book routines to kids, those are things that are now off of your plate. Like you can teach them meal planning, you can teach them basic cooking so that they're actually doing the things that you're doing, only now you're monitoring and teaching instead of actually doing it. So it can actually reduce your load by a lot. Now when they all go off to college, (laughs) all that stuff comes back to you, but it doesn't have to be a huge time constraint. It can actually be a small time constraint in the beginning because it's going to take a little bit longer for them to do it versus you just doing it yourself. But man, it's like you leading a crew versus you serving a crew. Right. Yeah. And what kind of a message is that sending to your kids? Yeah. So my um, my oldest is 10 now and he's been making scrambled eggs for breakfast for him and his little sister since he was about five now in the beginning i was over that stove like you know like just monitoring everything like oh my gosh he's gonna burn himself but like now i don't even think about it like i'm in the living room that kid is cleaning up he he knows it and he has adhd he is very similar uh to my personality he really struggles he's impulsive he doesn't have willpower so like just think of the potential when people hear me describe that they assume he's like you know just a very uptight child very good with direction um but that's not the case at all he's literally like a small version of me but trainable yeah and they're uh, if you don't teach them when they're young they're gonna resent you making them do it later exactly right? yeah it's that's an way, expectation yeah that's expectations. The way I say it's a lot harder to teach teens but the other thing is that it's a lot harder to teach a 10 year old than it is to teach a five-year-old but right so whatever your age you're at now it's going to be easier to teach them now than it will be in two years right where you're at is where you're at <laughs> exactly and you lose the ability a lot to teach them once they leave the house right yeah, I always say teach them as much, you know, over the summer we did a summer skills challenge where we did a skill of the week. Like, like teach them as much as you can when they're at home and they can fail in a safe place. You don't want them to go off to college and they don't know how to cook, they don't know how to clean, they don't know how to handle their money. And they're trying to adjust to a whole new environment and learn at the same time. That's just too much. Um, if you can teach them, you know, just gradually... You don't have to teach them everything at once. Just, hey, this month we're going to work on laundry or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And we've had, we've had students where, it, you know, it's a real struggle as a parent because you have your personality as a parent that comes in. Like, I know that I shouldn't be, but I am a total helicopter mom. <laughs> like, it's very hard for me to disengage from that. Like, I just want to serve them because that's what I grew up with. But really what your goal is, is you want them to fail fast and fail hard and learn from their mistakes. And in parenting, that's really hard because you really just want to protect them. You want them to never struggle, to never have any of these hard things. But um, we don't want them to be in financial crisis when they're 50 and approaching retirement. We want them to be in financial crisis when they're 18, 17, 16. So one of the things that we do is my kids get their allowance and I don't care what they spend it on. We have zero control over what they do with their money and we'll let them get into debt with us. Hey, you want that toy? You don't have enough? Hey, I'll give it to you. Extra 30%, you're good, man. You can have whatever you want. 
And I want them to be in crushing debt with me, not with a credit card when they're 18. So right. like other parents are teaching and, you know, we don't know yet. We don't know until our kids are adults, whether or not this works out or not, because a lot of it is just A-B testing. But I firmly believe that we want them to fail fast and fail hard and learn from it so that they have that knowledge and skills to go into the next situation a little bit smarter. Right. Yeah. Um, I've actually written a book on how to teach your teens about money. So we do something kind of along, along the lines of you. We we don't um, just give them allowance. We turn over a whole salary to them once they hit about 10. And nice. then every, every year they get a salary raise and a responsibility raise. So like they start out with, hey, here's icy money, you know, for the oh month. Oh my God, I love and, that. And then it transitions to by the time they graduate high school, they've been handling, you know, um, youth activities, clothes, f- hair, toiletries, meals out, birthday gifts, um, school lunches, sporting events, school supplies, makeup, you know, so like every oh my year gosh, they get I love that. a little bit more added and a little bit more responsibility. So they learned about sinking funds, you know, girls don't yeah. need their hairs cut every month, right? Right. So you got to set aside a little bit every month. And with Cube, we're, I'm a big I love Cube. Yes. Cube. Like you can't get into too much trouble because, you know, if it's, it's not there. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, I love that. That's amazing. That's such a great idea. Yeah. So they learn all the lessons at home in a safe place. So they learn. I got to do a budget every month. Um, you know, they they can be really resourceful. Like I have one kid that doesn't like to spend his clothing money. I, I don't tell him how much to spend in each category. I say, here's my suggestions. Do what you yeah. want. Um, uh, and so he, he'll he like, hey, uh, one of my friends just outgrew a bunch of shoes. I'm going to go ask him if I can have a shoe. <laughs> um, I know people must think I never buy my kids anything. It's just they're, they don't want to spend it. Because when it's their money, it becomes yeah. a lot more like, ooh, I don't want to let it go as easily, you know? A hundred percent. And they don't, I don't buy them clothes that just lay on the floor or, you know, never worn because they're going to return them because they bought them with their own money. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so what would you say, so if somebody wanting to teach their teen, um, would you say laundry first? So for me, I would actually remove things from your schedule. So if you can teach them to do all of their own laundry, so you don't have to do it, you know, now you can either, they can either have the choice to do it like once a week. So we teach one a day laundry system, which means that the whole family just does what everybody wore yesterday. So we're not doing like, I'm not doing my son's clothes separately than my clothes. Everything's going in together. We use color catchers. And then the only person that has like delicate clothes would be me, which would be set aside. So what we do is I actually have the kids do the laundry routine for me. They're like putting it in in the morning. They switch it after school. They pull it out um, right after dinner. And um, we haven't taught my son to fold yet, but my daughter will either fold or put it on hangers. And then everyone is responsible for getting their clothes to the end. So they're literally running the laundry routine. Now, they when they go and have a house of their own, it's going to be pretty easy for them to do that because they're going to remember like, hey, you know, I did this growing up. The laundry never really got backed up. It was only like 15 minutes a day. It just took a few minutes to do it. And so they're not going to struggle the way that I did. But laundry is the easiest place to start, I think, because... Yeah. Um, there's wiggle room there with dishes. Like you really need the dishes done 
we teach one one a day, one load a day, hand wash the larger items that don't get done. So with dishes, we're just having them help us load the dishwasher. But by the time they're teens, I would want them doing the whole thing. Um, right. And again, the same thing is, is I don't need them to love it. I need them to remember later on if they start struggling with it, like, oh, you know, my mom did this and it was pretty easy. It only took a few minutes a day. Yeah. And then with schedule books, um, that is an area that I haven't had any uh, experience in teaching kids like planners, but because my kids are still so young, they're in elementary school, that it would be, there isn't a whole lot going on that I'm not driving them to or like doing right. for them. But right. like, I would be really excited to teach them how to do that. But I believe that those are the three things that are the foundation to literally everything else. So like, it's important, I think, for teens to know how to cook basics, but I would want like those are the three things and learning how to work with their unique personality, learning how to incentivize, learning how to master things in the right order, learning how to A-B test right. and only doing the things that matter that I think are going to make the biggest difference. Yeah, my kids have been doing my 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 littlest guy, not so much, but my all my older kids, they started doing their own laundry. I, I can't even remember. I haven't done their laundry in so many years. Yes. Um, and it's like they they just do it whenever their their um thing is full. They yeah. you know, the, whenever the the hamper's full. Yeah. Um but we don't have piles of clothes anywhere or yeah. they just they just know to do it. And 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 you if you get into the routine of doing these things, like, you know, we do the dishes every day after dinner, you get into the routine is you you can just pretty much do it on autopilot. You don't even have to yeah. think. You know, it's not that hard. And that's what I want to teach them. Like, it, even if they're like, oh, I've got a better way, I'm just going to let it like, you know, even if they want to do it different later on, I want them to have this foundation of remembering, hey, when I did it with mom, it only took a few minutes. You know what I mean? I want them to have that in the back of their head. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You know, I, I bought your hot mess uh, <coughs> program, not because I was really struggling, just because I love, I just love what you do. And Aww, my mentality is if I read a book or I take a course and if I can just find one or two little nuggets, that's all I need to change my yeah. life. Right. I'm the and, same way. And you did, I did get quite a few nuggets out of, out of yours. Um, one of the things that I've really been working on that is so good is, um, cause I'm a workaholic and I have trouble stopping work. Yeah. Is do not reward yourself for finishing chores by giving yourself more chores. Yes. That, that's a game changer for me. Cause I will just go on and on and on. And then like, there's no fun in that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's no incentive for doing the things that you need to do because all that's left is more things to do. So like why bother? And if you struggle with procrastination, so I definitely struggle with procrastination. That makes it so much worse because there's no reason not to procrastinate. But if you can dangle that carrot of what you actually want, right. it just makes life so much easier. And you have you enjoy more days. Like your your um like your just everything about life becomes more fun. Well, it never ends if you do it the old way. Yeah, there's no end in sight. And if it's like a prison sentence, like if I do this, then I just have to go do something else. Yeah. Um, you gave me permission to say, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> it's enough. Yeah, it's, like, today, uh, it's enough. For you know, today. I, I tried fly lady for so long. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm, I mean, I know she, she kind of just says you have a mission of the day, but then there's all these lists, 
right? Right. The detailed cleaning list. I'm like, and the sweeping the porch and the cleaning on top of the fridge. And I'm like, I am never, ever going to be the type of person that's going to clean on top of my fridge. Like my goal in life is to be a person that never wants to clean on top of their fridge. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, yeah, oh, unless you're, yeah. unless you have a tall person in your house that would see that, I guess. You I know. would probably make the tall person clean the top of my <laughs> fridge. I mean, I am really dedicated. That was my year's resolution. Never be the type of person that's on top of the fridge. Yeah. So, so this is kind of what we've been doing from based on what, what I learned from you is so, um, at the end of the day, after we eat, um, we, one person does the dishes. It's normally the oldest kid in the house does the dishes. I don't know why that's always been in our, the rule in our house for the last 10 years. I don't know. And then they move out and then the next kid moves up. Um, I love it. So if they're home, they do the dishes. Um, and then everybody that's not helping this, if somebody, if we have a lot and somebody's drying, then somebody will help them. But if not, so I, uh, made a list of all the chores that were important to us and I cut them into strips and I put them in a jar and I said, um, for 15 minutes or so that the person is washing the dishes, you have to pull a chore from the chore jar. And if it's something really fast and you get done fast, you have to go pull another one. Yeah. So, so, and then when the 15 minutes is done, we're done and we're not going to do yes. anything else. Um, and That's it just makes huge. me feel better because I'm not doing everything. Yeah. Everybody's doing something. You get a pass if you've been helping because we do construction work and stuff. So if you've been out working with dad, cutting wood and stuff, then then you get a pass. But if you haven't done any chores for the day, then you need to pull a a strip and help out. I love it. We just started it, so we'll see how it goes. (laughs) That's so great. We do something similar where, like, it's right after dinner. So John usually will do the dishes um, if if he's home. But, like, usually, like, while he does the dishes, the rest of us just take those main areas and just straighten up real quick. So anything that's out gets put back. We call it a reset because it's so nice because it's impossible for the house to get real messy because we do that every meal. So on the weekend, if we're actually eating lunch at home, we'll do it for five minutes while somebody throws dishes into the dishwasher and we do it at dinner. And so like basically every meal we eat at home, you're getting that additional five minute reset pickup. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we and we do the, um, one of my kids has a room my uh, nine-year-old has a room on the other end of the house. Um, he's got his own little wing, I call it. Um, and he has to go up little stairs. It's like over the garage. Somebody yeah, did an frog. addition over the garage. So I'm like, hey, you always be caring is what I tell him. ABC, like can, <laughs> take something up there when you go. Don't, <laughs> don't walk with nothing in your hands when you're going up the stairs. Um, oh my gosh, yes, that's huge. So actually I'm working on a another book um, I, I kind of was inspired from from what I've learned from you, what I've learned from other time management people, other books I've read. Um, I'm writing a book for my kids. I call it, um, it's more like a binder. It's called Lessons from Mom because I really love the hot mess stuff, but yeah. I feel like that's overwhelming to a young adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I, I took like little tidbits that I thought, oh, this is something that I want them to know. And I made it into like a little one page, you know, automate your life, you know. This is something it. you should do, you know, to do this, you know. Like, so like tips from mom, like, you know, like a, a page, just one page long each um, that they will be able to read um, as they are, you know, 
starting out their own life, like here, here's something maybe you haven't thought of doing, you know, like, like the do not disturb thing that I learned from you. Like, you know, I used to think I, I'd hear people say, put, put your phone on do not disturb. And I'm like, thinking to myself, Oh, it, it doesn't really affect me that much. I'm not going to do that. But I like did that. Oh my word. It's life changing, right? (laughs) I'm like so productive. Like, (laughs) and, and I, I took it a little bit a step further. I put, I put all of that, all the social media stuff in a separate folder, like several swipes from the main screen and labeled the folder time wasters so that I have to, so that I have to like look at that when I hit it, like, and, yeah. and acknowledge to myself that I am wasting time. Oh, I know. And, it's crazy. And now, so like, so people, if you, if you've noticed, I'm not really posting on any of our social medias anymore. That's because of, that's why it's like, <laughs> it's like, I just, it's just, it's to, easy to get sucked in there. Even if you're like, oh, I'm just going to go make a post. Yeah. It won't take me long. And then like an hour later, you're like off somewhere looking up a recipe. And the second I pick up my phone for anything, like anything, it's just, I can't remember 15 minutes go by and I can't remember why I actually picked it up. I know. It's like a, it's, it's so weird. It's like, and I, I'm always telling my kids, you know, for all these years, we didn't have those and we got by just fine. Like yeah. we were perfectly fine human beings without them. Did you ever look up stats for, like, how long your kids will, like, spend on their phone? It's something like 13 years or something insane that you're going to spend staring at a phone, like, over your life. That's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I haven't quite solved the dilemma of how to completely eliminate that because it's so much a part of life nowadays. I know. Um, And there's things on it that are so helpful, right? Like, so I lost 60 pounds on Weight Watchers. So I do Weight Watchers for like maintenance. And I, I mean, I still track what I eat. So like that's on the phone. I mean, I could do it like off the phone, but it would be really, really difficult. But it's, it's so like, there's so many good things that come from the phone that it's really, really hard to break the habit completely. But at the same time, like I've noticed that the more I'm off my phone, like the happier I am, less anxious I am, like the more I enjoy my days. That's true. Yeah. I've never thought about that, but it's true. Um, yeah, and I think this kind of stuff, you know, like we've, we're we so busy, everybody, everybody, I'm so busy. Like, yeah. like it's some kind of badge to be proud of, right? Like that's not what I want for my kids. And, and if, if we can teach them to put the big rocks in, right? Like, yeah, get all this stuff straightened out and, and get yourself into the good habits and the good routines. And then you can make space for the things you really want. Like, you know, I know that you've recently been on a TV show, right? Oh, yeah. So I did. um, It's my favorite book series. It's the summer I turned pretty. And they happen to be shooting. uh, They happen to be shooting near me. So I was like, Oh, my gosh, I have to do this. And it was ridiculous. Like it was, you needed to be free 24 seven for like two weeks. (laughs) Like at their beck and call, it was going to be like 12 hour shoot days, but it actually was like 18 hour shoot days. (laughs) 
And then, um, so like, there's no other job. I mean, you had no life. Like I didn't even right. see the kids that those days, but I loved it so much. Like, and it was so fun to watch the series and I'm not like a speaking part or anything. I'm just in a, in a bunch of background scenes, but it was really, really fun. But like your old life, that would oh, have never, never been possible. That. No. Right? Yeah. And it was mostly like retirees that were there with me. <laughs> Because the order stay-at-home moms, like, you know, who hired babysitters because we were getting paid more than the babysitter would need. But, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But, like, you, if you make time, like, if you don't waste so much time on the phone, make time for the things that are important for yourself, then you have time to <clears throat> go after things that you would be, a, like, in your dream, you know? Oh, this yeah. is something I, I would love to do, like... The normal person doesn't feel like they can do that kind of stuff because they're so overwhelmed. Yeah, we call it so like the to me I teach foundation. I mean, these are it's it, these are like the basic things in life that you need to know to go after what you want to what you actually want to do in the world. You know what I mean? Like we don't teach right. people how to start businesses or lose weight or adopt babies or like any of the cool stuff that they actually want to go out and do in the world. But once you have the time and the resources, the money and the time to go after what you really want, that's what this sort of stuff does to you. It takes care of all of the basics so that you have money and time to go after what you really want. Like, for instance, this stuff is all stuff I figured out and got under control, which gave me free time to start my own business, which was at first a home daycare. And then having home daycare gave me more time to figure out how to start the business of running the blog. Like, so it's like you're transitioning from thing to thing. And now that I have the blog, you have what you have is like um, basically time margins. Like I own my own time margins, which means I can make as much time as I need in a day or as little time. So once you control time, it's, it's amazing. Like, I mean, you could literally do anything you want because you can work on the time margins that you need, if that makes sense. There's always yeah. budget margins and time margins and everything. The budget margins are how much money do you have and how much money do you need to pay bills and basic necessities. And what's left is those budget margins. This is the money you have to play with. And with time, it's like if you have a full-time job, you work 40 hours a week, you've got an hour commute, that's like, more than 40 hours a week you do the math then right. what do we do in those extra hours that's your time margin so it's always like being able to control you want the most budget margin and you want the most time margin as possible and that reduces your stress like to zero and it makes it so that you can do all the things you want to do in the world yeah and, and that's not an overnight thing it's like you no. slowly build it it's like banking yeah. You're banking your time like I'm putting in time here and I'm I'm going to get it back there. And like you said it's not like like where you are now is not where you thought you'd be when you started. No. Right? Definitely like, not. Like your journey like like you guys have been through failures, you know. Oh yeah, we had business a business failures. failure too. Yeah. yeah. When we were talking about that, I really related to that cuz we had a horrendous business failure that came with $1.2 million in liability. Yeah. <laughs> nuts. But, but if you hadn't have, but that failure teaches you something every time. 
Oh yeah. That was probably one of the best things that could have happened to us. And we, we yeah. talk about that all the time because ours uh, came with a lot of marital strife mm -hmm. because our business failure happened um, just as my business was really taking off um, his failed. And that led to, it's just, I think it would be really, really hard to have a business failure while someone else's business is like doing well. And in particular, particularly I never wanted to be a business person. Like I have zero interest in business. Right. Um, I kind of felt called to do it and it was important to do it. And that's why I stay, but like, I don't want to be Oprah. I don't want to grow huge. Like I have, I would not call myself an ambitious person. I would call myself a passionate person and where he was ambitious. And I think that that was a really, really tough thing for both of us to go through, but having worked through it, man does it feel good like he's he, he's crushing his career right now and he's yeah. so happy he's a pilot now right he is like and it's so funny because when the business failed this man i love him dearly would sit on the couch and watch youtube videos of flying like 12 hours a day while i managed the home the business which is probably what caused all the marital strife i'm sure <laughs> and at one point he was like, I, he already had his pilot's license. So it was really just a sense of going to get his commercial license. And he was like, I really want to go get my commercial license. And if you know me really well, one of the things you know about me is that I have zero interest in like being a pilot's wife. Like to me, that means he's gone all the time. Like I, then I'm still a single parent. Like, I don't want that. And so it was really, really hard for us to work through that because in my mind, I'm like, you know, being honest about my own faults. Like I was like, well, this is great. We can travel the world. We could do all the things that I want to do. But what I was really doing was pushing him into what I wanted him to do and not what he wanted to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So going through and working through all those things, like this man works for an amazing company right now. And he's a private pilot flying large jets and he crushes life. He doesn't have to work full time, but he gets more than a full time salary. It's just amazing being on the other side of it. And if I had known all of the things that this man would accomplish and I would have enthusiastically supported the idea. And I'm really glad that he was able to talk me into it in the end. Yeah. I mean, it is hard on men when business failure, you know, when, when they go through something like a business failure, it is even more than women. A hundred percent. Yeah. Having to watch someone go through that is like a death. <laughs> it is insane. And nothing can prepare you for that because it's it just causes so many problems in other areas. I would right. Say. Like it, the business failure was just, and even the financial aspect of it, the liability and stuff was just such a small part of it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But but when you can look back on stuff, like like I look back on what we went through and it was so, so, so hard. Like... Like, you know, like you said, it causes so much marriage trouble. Yeah. And like you think you think crazy thoughts like, man, I'd be better off dead. Like, like I never would do anything like that. But like you're just it's like, I I feel so much pressure. It's hard. You know? Yeah. Um, but looking back, like, you know, if you're going through something like that, just don't don't give up because like. I, everybody I know that's really succeeded greatly has gone through something like that. Every like, single person that is successful has failed a yeah. lot. 
And like I said, like going back and looking at it now, that was the best thing that could have happened to us because we know so much now. Do you know what I mean? That right. really limits the chances of that happening again. One is because we go into things with eyes wide open now. And number two is that there is something really beneficial to know like we work through this together and we made it out on the other side and it yeah. really just brings you together versus prior to that i feel like our marriage was mostly fluffy and things just went well and then all of a sudden having that it was like okay we we made it through something really really hard and we're better for it like that's pretty awesome well you're like I can handle pretty much anything like like yeah. I could lose everything tomorrow pretty much and I know that I would be all right because I've done it before absolutely and also like we think about this all the time like John's in this insanely amazing job that serves his family so well um in a career that he never could have even gone after or even thought about because he was at that rock bottom. There's no other situation that I would have been like, yes, you should go be a pilot. Let's go. <laughs> Cause he spent a lot of money. It's about $70,000 to go get all of the training and everything that he needed to do this. And he, he makes a really, really good salary now. Like there's been months that he's out earned me, which is insane. Um, but, he there's not anything that would have made us go after that except for that rock bottom and now living this life like this is perfect like i couldn't have even known to have wanted this or wish for this right yeah so so there's lots of lessons there it's like um tons of lessons fortune favors the bold like go out go after yeah. it if you want it like I think that there's something to be said. Like, even if you really don't have a clear idea of what you want to do, just start making steps. How, how yeah. did we get off on this? I don't know. I don't anyway. even know. Because <laughs> as soon as someone says business failure, you're like, oh, we're the same. And then you just start sharing. I get it. I've it's been there. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, they know me. They know me. Yes. Um, anything, else you, club. anything else you want to add? I think, you know, I think it, if you're a teen, like the there's two decisions that affect your, the quality of your life and like the happiness. And I think it's the most important decisions that you can make. And I think it's your job and your spouse. And I think everything else, you just do the best you can and it's fixable and you go through it. You know what I mean? Right. I think that you should put the most amount of effort into what you're going to do for a career and who you're going to marry. And I think everything else will just fall into place. Yeah, and don't base your career on, on oh, that, that school is cool. They have a great football team. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think there's more opportunity not in not going to school, unless you really have yes. to. So that's interesting because, um, like, I hesitated to say that because I wasn't <laughs> sure how you felt about it. But I feel like our generation got really pushed into college, 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 like, and, and I understand why, because there had, there was so much opportunity for us, but man, college is insanely expensive. And if you don't know what you want to do, you don't like, the, so I, yeah. you know, too, cause you teach finances, like our reader inbox is just filled with people in crushing college debt who are not even working in the industry that they went to college for, whether it because there's no opportunity or because their personality has changed or not their personality. Maybe they didn't go after something that was good for their personality or because they had children and they decided they wanted to stay home. Like it's a massive, massive commitment 
to go to college and without really thinking about it, with just being like, well, my friends are going to this school or whatever. There's so many things like, for instance, just being a pilot, like you could go, they're so desperate for pilots and nurses right now that you can make a really, really good salary and not, not spend an insane amount going to a four-year college. Like John's pilot training um, took nine months or 10 months, but they're giving out, um, at the time it was like 20 or $30,000. I think it even went up to $40,000 uh, sign-on bonuses with airlines if like that's something mm. that you're interested in or if that works with your personality. But right. also looking at your personality before you go to college is huge. Like figuring yes. out where you're naturally gonna thrive in. And that was important for me too, because like I was a state trooper for nine years. And while there's aspects of it that I love, like it did not see my personality whatsoever. Yeah, we, we had our, um, a couple of our kids take um, career coaching yeah, I don't, I don't remember what exactly what it's called off the top of my head, um, but they did all the Myers-Briggs and the Clifton yeah. Strengths and talked about what they were good at and what they liked to do and what their personalities were like. Because And people will be like, well, that costs 500 bucks. Well, if it saves one college class, yeah. you know, it's worth it. If it, you know, because so many kids just change their majors two or three times. Yeah. Even if you do just like, even if you can't afford the 500, even if you, uh, 16personalities.com is like free Myers-Briggs personality training. And then um, you can also do StrengthsFinder is an easy one. I think that one costs money. I want to say it's like $30 or something like that. But just taking the personality test individually on your kids and then looking at their strengths and just really asking them questions like, what, what makes you happy? You know your kids so well. Not yeah. that they're going to listen to you because they might not, but being able to say like, you love quiet, like you, you're probably not going to do well in an ER. Like if that's your passion, that's what you want to do, go for it. But really think about whether or not like you want to work in chaotic environments with lots of screaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's mostly about having conversations with your kids in everyday life. Hey, this is how we do the laundry. This is how we decide what we're going to do with our future. Yeah. Um, you know, like I think a lot of parents, they just kind of like once they turn to be start to get to be teenagers, it's they back up and um, that's when they need you the most, I think. Yeah, I think it's it's nobody teaches us how to be parents, right? Like right. nobody or you learn from what you had. So like my mom was super service oriented and like, let me do all the things for you and you just relax and read magazines. And so like, that's what I'm hardwired to want to do. And so because nobody gives us like a framework or a, or a blueprint for this is what you should be teaching your kids. Like we tend to like parent passively and then just let them figure it out. But yeah. I, I think that there's balance. Like that's what I'm trying to aim for is that there's balance. Like you can service them or serve for them and you can like get that great self-esteem, but you can also teach them things that they need to know. Even if they're not ready to be like, man, I'm so glad you taught me this laundry routine. I can't wait to do this when I have my own <laughs> house. It's going to be in there in the back of their head somewhere if they need it. Yeah. And they'll thank you later. Yeah. Yeah. And if not, then everybody screws up their kids, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we're all a little dysfunctional. Um, we are, and we're all just doing the best we can. And, That's true. And we, you know, um, but I'll take any help I can get. Right. <laughs> yeah, we joke all the time that like, because my mom never 
had me do anything and my kids do all these chores that my our kids are going to grow up and be like our kids don't do any chores we just make them sandwiches <laughs> and whatever they want and like very permissive and that every generation is just a complete flip of the last one yeah yeah i think i think you're doing the right thing yeah so so where can people find you um, so I'm at www.busybudgeter.com is the easiest way. And um, we can also uh, give you, if you want to learn like how we do the foundations, the dishes, laundry, and schedule book that works with your unique personality, I can give you a link to, we have a one hour uh, workshop training on that. Awesome. So if you struggle at all with home organization or chaos in any area of your life, um, be that your home or your finances, I highly recommend checking Rosemary's stuff out. Rosemary, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was really, really fun. Uh, It was awesome. Uh, If you like our podcast, please share it with a friend. We parents have to help each other out. Have a great week.